Okay, it says we're being live streamed. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Angie Atkinson, and I'm here with the lovely and talented Lise Colucci. Lise, welcome back. Thank you. My pleasure. Happy to have you. Um, so as we're waiting for everyone to get in the chat and for the screen to show up for me, there it comes. <laughs> um, I thought I would just, well, let me just tell you what we're going to talk about today. As you can see by the title, it's parental alienation. And, and not just from the standpoint of a child, but looking forward from the standpoint of an adult survivor of parental alienation or several of us. Um, Lisa, did you, I didn't even think to ask you before we went live. Did, did you ever experience that yourself? I didn't think so, but now I, but, but you know how I like you, you hear something and you're like, oh no, I didn't experience that. And then you realize, oh wait, I actually did. <laughs> it was that kind yes. of thing where, yes. Yeah, because you don't know the whole, his, that's, I think, part of the thing about parental alienation is you don't know that it's happening when you're the child and yeah. you way into your adulthood and you put the pieces together. That is, I couldn't have said it better. Um, and so do you care to share any of that experience or are you not ready for that? Oh, it was, it's just um, having one person say one part of the story, which was keeping the parent at a distance and then away yes. at the same time as filling my head with information about the parent that would be negative or derogatory or things yeah. you didn't want around you. And then when, and then hearing the flip side years later that it was actually, they were threatened to stay away. Mm. And, and so, it, so to me, that's alienation because that's not allowing the child to, there wasn't a reason for the threat. Let's put it that way. There was right. no reason for, there was no abuse or um, threats of abuse that would- It was just yeah, it per was, personal it, issue. It was pers It was a, somebody being controlling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, they, and they do this quite, oh, hey, everybody. They do this quite often mm -hmm. as far as um, mm -hmm. the, the making up of excuses or it's really, it's usually a way to hurt the other parent uh -huh. um, or to, because they feel entitled to the child somehow, or, or they think the other parent's not responsible, et cetera, or mostly a way to hurt the other parent, right? <laughs> um, yeah. It also feels like a form of winning if they can win the child that way. It does. Absolutely. And, and in fact, personally, um, I have never, I've spoken about this only once before in a TikTok, um, but I, and it was just not very long ago because I didn't realize until literally less than six months ago, probably how maybe a year ago, how profoundly my own life had been affected by this um, mm -hmm. with a, one of my biological parents essentially writing off the other. Um, and then when they both, okay, when I was two, there was divorce, there was, there were, um, papers drawn up. This was during the time when in the state that I was in, there was pretty much, if the mother wasn't a complete total piece of crap in the eyes of the court, she got the kid. Mm -hmm. And I mean, especially being a female child, I get it. But um, during the first several years after that, um, I was apparently visiting here and there off and on. Um, and after that, I was, I was almost completely cut off because of a couple of different issues. I'm not going to discuss everybody's business right here, but, but it was 
the part I want to talk about is this. I wanted to know this person who was my biological parent. And my other biological parent said things that made me feel bad about wanting to know that yep. person. Yep. Shamed and guilted. And, mm-hmm. um, and to be fair, I had a, a decent dad who raised me who wasn't that one. But I still wanted to know that one that infuriated the narcissist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, yeah, people don't realize that for children, it isn't one or the other. It's that's every, right. they want everyone that is important to them. Right. And they should have access to everyone that is important to them. So, right. And by not having that family, I didn't just have not the father, I had not the family. So I, I missed an entire part of my right, culture. Right. Yeah, that's same. Yeah, similar. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, I, I miss, anyway, I could, I could write a whole damn book about this, but I won't, <laughs> but this, well, maybe I will parental alienation, <laughs> we'll see, because as a, as a survivor of narcissistic abuse from the parent who kept me, um, I was able to see from across the pond over there, <laughs> not, not literally like in England or anything, but across the way where this other parent lived with one of his other biological children and their mother, was younger than me, um, I was able to see that he wasn't doing the same things that were being done to me. Mm-hmm. And I felt very jealous and sad about it. Right. When I was around, I was treated perfectly great by this person. Mm-hmm. Never had any problems at all. Um, the issue was that he had cheated. Mm. Not on me. <laughs> right, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a punishment, friend, that sounds like. And, and a way to win you... By winning you, it proves he's bad. By winning you, right. it proves she's right. Right. And whether or not it's relevant, <laughs> I learned later in life that, um, you know, girls have more DNA from their father than their mother. And that's irrelevant. But what I find interesting is that I have since met this person and realized that I have such a significant amount in common mm. there that I didn't have anywhere else in my life. Yeah, it and is that, that it's that imprinting of who you are as a person when you have that. Mm-hmm. And I'm angry. Yeah, yeah, I'm angry. So it's, it's a difficult, I think for a, an, an adult, as an adult survivor, looking back, looking back from my own childhood stuff, my marriages, all the other crap I went through, well, one marriage that, that failed. Um, my, my, you know, and, and when I, I remember being angry at that parent when I first, the one that I thought abandoned me. Mm-hmm. I don't know later that wasn't the case, but um, when I held my first child in my arms and I got very angry and I, how could he leave me like mm-hmm. this? You know, I was just a, a year or two old, you know, when it was over. But my point of talking about all of this is not to tell you all my story, but to say what happens is that you end up feeling like you don't matter. You feel disconnected from everything. You feel mm-hmm. guilty for wanting to know your own damn family. I mean, yeah, and it, I was made. Mine's a little different where I never felt angry that he actually it was both of them, that they weren't there. Right. It's like something in me knew that it was being, they were being withheld from me. And, and that so, might be. Yeah. I mean, I think that we all have our own, like, but I think that's totally valid. Like what you're saying, that anger, mine is more displaced toward the person who did it. Well, that, right. Because I think for some reason, even I think maybe that's why I didn't see it till recently, that that's exactly what it was, is because I always knew what it was. I knew as you know I, I mean, knew yeah, some level, but go ahead. Yeah, well, no, you had a lot more enmeshment with your mother going on that 
but you, it sounds like had an investment with another person in your life. Yeah, but I, yeah, I'm thinking like, it's interesting, like the way they manipulate it, it can affect you differently or it can, but it definitely affects you. It definitely, yes. yeah, it definitely. Um, and, and for children, when you are in that place where you're kind of like, well, I'm half of that person. And now as an adult, I know a little more than half, right? <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I actually have DNA that proves I'm more than half related to that person. <laughs> anyway, um, and when you see that, and then you, uh, and then you see like, this person's like me and those people that I was raised with, I was never enough for those people. Mm -hmm. And then I was made to feel guilty for when I didn't know this person who's like me and for being myself <laughs> right. on top of that. Mm -hmm. And so, so now I know this person over here that is my biological father is hated isn't isn't you know how would how dare you even want so, something's wrong with you for even being half that person i don't like your smile because you're half right. that person you know what i mean that person right and it's it's devastating on a huge huge level yeah so, and actually the shame now that you say it is the is the common denominator the shame for being who you are and wanting contact with your biology your biology right. yeah mm -hmm. right and on top of this you know to find out that that I wait I just lost it I, I lost it anyway I'll come up with that later <laughs> but you know when you're going my point is growing up then you're you feel like nothing you could ever do say anything mm -hmm. that's right and then we mm -hmm. have people who reinforce that <laughs> it's a uh, yeah and and I and when I say I was jealous of the siblings that he did get to be in contact with um I don't mean to say that there's anything wrong with those people no I'm just saying and nor was there anything outside of enabling wrong with the person who did raise me as a father. He was very good to me, no complaints, but I always felt this loss. And, and especially because the side of the family that I lost was the side where I could have learned about a large part of my cultural heritage that I can't know about because of that on, on the same level, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. Yeah. 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 So I, I guess I'm saying, you feel not good enough. You feel because the, you're the parent that keeps you or the person who keeps you has some distaste for that person that they kept you from. You feel not good enough because even though that person wants to be in your life, you don't know as a child or, or oh, I know what I was going to say. Here's the other thing. When I was like six or seven, um, there was a situation where for some reason I was at my grandmother's for a long time. I think it had to do with my mother going into the army. Mm -hmm. And he came to my grandmother's house because my grandmother tried to reconnect us. Oh, I was also not allowed to carry my real last name <laughs> um, as a. Oh, me either. <laughs> See, <laughs> so much in common. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So my grandmother would write my real last name and things. So this is my mother's too, not my father's. <laughs> I didn't even get to know her very well, but uh, but she would tell me, and she anyway, my mother was away, so she brought him in to see me, and I remember feeling disloyal to my mother for even trying to see. Mm -hmm. So in my little six or seven year old mind, I, I made all these little ultimatums to him and I, and I didn't want to, but I felt like if I didn't, I was betraying my mother mm -hmm. and she, she reinforced that throughout my entire life. So I think that's a thing that a lot of us don't. You're describing loyalty binds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk on it, speak on it. Um, well, I need, I need notes for it because it's not talked about okay. enough to, uh, to like just okay. do it out of my mouth, but it is something that happens when you have can happen whether someone's toxic or not, but anyone who is giving a, a me or them <clears throat> situation to a child 
And we can yes. do it by trying to protect our children from narcissists too. So we have to be careful with our words, you know, when we're, yes. that's part of why we try to do it very responsibly. <laughs> right? Of course. Yeah. Yes. But it's, anyway, it's, a, it's the binds that hold you through guilt, shame, and obligation instead of love, uh, respect, and nurturing. And you know what? And that's interesting because I was tightly bound, <laughs> mm -hmm. tightly bound until the moment that my mother committed the ultimate betrayal, which I've spoken right. to you and many of these mm -hmm. other people about before, you know, and written about, mm -hmm. where she called CPS on my family and told lies for a revenge call <laughs> um, because she was mad at me. So I guess my point is, well, and then in that moment that it broke, but here I am today still feeling like I need to tiptoe around that topic. Uh-huh. Oh, me too. I'm like watching what I say. Isn't me too. It, yeah. In, in an anxious, like, oh, my tummy hurts. <laughs> Do we want to talk about this? Because like, should I? Um, shameful. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember similar stuff of being like, um, called into special meetings, so to speak, to be told about traits about my father and my mother that were negative and and um basically character defamation when you look at it um in subtle ways and i probably was seven or eight so and and so that goes in your head and at the same time your heart's thinking but i want to be with them yes and it's not so much i want to be with them only it's right. i want them in, like you're not as a you want to know them yeah, you're not trying to take sides. You're just trying to have family. And you shouldn't ever have to take sides. No. Now, let's, let's, let's fast forward into my first marriage real quick. Mm -hmm. My son, um, from my first marriage, he struggled a lot in his life, and his father walked away. Now, he was allowed to see him. I made sure. I did ask for supervised visits, and I gave him the option to choose me or a court appointed supervisor. He chose me um, because he had issues that were not safe for my son for him to be alone. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, so he was allowed to see him every weekend if he wanted to. And that kid is 24 years old today and has not seen him since. And when he was 18, he reached out to this man and this man told him all the good story. Oh yes, let's, let's have a life. Let's be father and son. Let's try to have, you know, let's do all the things. And you know, I'll call you. We'll get together. Never happened. I didn't want my son to call the man, but I had to let my son call the man. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't something that he, I mean, he, he, a therapist did it with him, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I was not thrilled, but I, I did let him because he needed to know. And, oh, we'll talk more about that. Okay. So, so there's, there's different situations. You have a parent like my ex-husband who alienates himself. By the Perfect. way, I never spoke badly about him, but, and I never made my son feel bad. In fact, I would share with my son things that I liked about him and things right, right. that were good about him because I didn't want him to feel like I felt, right? Well, yeah, I you don't want him to think half of himself is bad. Right, yeah. and I made sure he knew his grandparents on the other side. I took him to big family events and all this other stuff. So I did, you know, when I knew my ex, my <laughs> His parents at the time kind of chose me over him, mm -hmm. which is weird, but I'm a really nice person. <laughs> he was toxic, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, anyway, so I did my best to, to prevent what happened to me, but it still happened in, in mm -hmm. that he was alienated by 
his own self, the father. Mm-hmm. Um, so my point is you can be, you, you might be an adult survivor. You might be a parent struggling with being alienated from your child. Mm-hmm. You might be a parent struggling with a parent who's walked away and abandoned your child. Mm-hmm. But in any case, and, or, or any number of other things, in your case, you were somehow removed from parents mm-hmm. and someone else mm-hmm. was managing, right? Mm-hmm. Raising you? Yeah. Right. And so, and then there's the name issue, which may, or may not be a big deal, but it is a big was, deal when you're a kid, especially if it's your only link to your, to your family. Yes. Yes. And in my case, the name was very um, typical of the nationality. Too, right? Let me look at my name. I put it back. Right. Oh, you did? Did you put it oh, back? Oh, yeah, it's back. Yeah. I, I put it back I didn't, in high school. Yeah. I love that. I never did that. And I didn't have the option to. I'm in high school. I probably could have when I got married. That would have been kind of weird. Yeah, I'm gonna marry you, but I'm gonna use my <laughs> my original and my, my own certificate name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, worst <laughs> the worst thing in that case is there is no record of my my birth anymore from that original day. Um, it was I was I was halfway adopted, and so my birth name is legally it has never been my name according to the the courts. Wow. Yeah. See, it's like who am I? Who am I? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah pretty upsetting so I get it all right anything else you want to say about this before we jump in the chat no it's a good it's a good start there okay yeah let's do it let's do hey it. everybody first of all I want to I want to say thanks to our mod squad for being here today um I, I know Jack and um, Jack Lumen and Simmerine I almost forgot the name Simmerine thank you both for being here Stacy the sparkling star hey girl hey welcome back um Ellen C from our our uh channel membership group spanily kira hey Kira, also from the membership i'm happy to see you guys my inner circle people all right let's just get into it <laughs> all right so we have yeah kira says okay oh lnc said she knows a lot about this topic right on mm-hmm. uh, well ish yeah. right yay <laughs> um, yay oh <laughs> um kira says exactly you don't realize it was your experience until you can look back on it and that's the same that i had i didn't I saw other people doing it. And I would be very like, don't do that to their own children. Right. You know, right. even with a narcissist, you don't want to talk bad about a person right. to their right. child when they're small. I mean, but I will say this really quickly. I was told, I took my kid to a therapist when he was about four with me. Like I, I, two of the two of us went together um, because his um, friends at preschool had dads. He didn't. Hmm. He said to me, mom, why does everybody else have a dad? Where's my dad? Who's my dad? <laughs> So that was really hard. He was, no, he was about three, I guess. And so we took him to the, I took him to the doctor and the doctor was like, I mean, a therapist. And the therapist said to me, you know, you have to tell him something. I said, well, what am I supposed to say? Like, I don't keep him from his mother. So the therapist said, tell him what he can understand, the truth, what he can understand in his own little four-year-old or three-year-old mind or whatever. And he said, don't lie for the father. Don't say the father's sick. Don't say the father you know, died or anything. Just say he has the right to see you, but he chooses not to see you. And that's not your fault. And then I'm always going to be here for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I told him. And I cried and cried. We both cried. We were <laughs> laying in my, my bed at the time, nose to nose, like just talking. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was just, yeah. Let's move on. But it was the right thing to do because then my kid didn't. And this is what the doctor said to me. My your child won't resent you. If you tell the truth, right. They there's, won't. and there's a way to tell the truth without pointing a finger. 
Correct. And that's and, what I've always done too. Just, I'm sorry that they made that choice. Right. And, yeah. but, but it's not your fault. You're amazing yeah. and wonderful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, I'll always be there. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's see here. <laughs> see. Okay. Magma, my pleasure. She said, thanks for talking about this. Um, LNC. Okay, here we go. Uh, Peggy says, so true. A child often doesn't recognize that they assume it's normal. Yeah. I I was in the secretive club almost. Like, I didn't want to be. <laughs> but I knew the rules. I knew that I wasn't allowed to say things. You know, I wasn't allowed to ask questions about this person. And whatever I did, <laughs> it never went well. It was, oh, poor me, victim. victim, victim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, they were both kids. I mean, they were teenagers when they had me. So, like, you know, let's move on. But anyway. Right. Um, and it's really hard when you're watching it in a child and you see it happening and yeah, you can't it really is. say anything because the child's already wrapped up in the guilt. Right. Oh, I know, you know, I know. <laughs> and I've seen it. I've seen it too. in other family members and friends even, and it's, it's just, it's so inconsiderate people. I think the problem is that people don't look at children as whole people. Gigs. They use, well, narcissists don't. We know this, right? Yeah. But I think, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. let's just move on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Venus, Venus Vegas um, says, I've experienced this and I'm trying to repair the relationship with my daughter because I couldn't be there for her at all. Um, Venus, I don't know how alienated she remains, um, but if she is accessible in any way, like what I suggest to people is if, if you aren't able to connect with them, like directly, they won't talk to you or they won't be near you. You know, if they are adults with their own address, I would send them physically or email, whatever, a, a card, Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever, and their birthday twice a year, mm -hmm. big holidays only. And, and one big holiday, one birthday. And I would simply say, I love you. I, you know, I know you're not happy with me right now, but I just want you to know I love you. I'll always love you. I'll always be here. Reach out when and if you feel like it. Here's my contact information. Something of that nature. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes that will be enough. Sometimes they'll never, ever reach out to you. And in that case, you know, it's terrible. It but you have to, you know, if they are adults, you have to figure out ways to kind of, if they refuse, after a while, you, you need to give up, right? And you, you can't harass them or anything. But, but, but if you were able to even have lunch with them, you know, or a phone call, sometimes that's all you need to get started. You know what I mean? Sorry, Lisa, I don't mean to talk so much. What do you, what do you have? No, for? no, it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just thinking also there might be, it's um, making sure that if you do reach out, that it's about giving them info that they might need and not about yourself, unfortunately, yes. because at that, at this point, they've already been turned against you. Correct. And you've already been told your X, Y, and Z, and you don't want to present even a little bit that way because it's... That's right. It and so, for example, like if you have medical history in your family of breast cancer. Or right. You might, diabetes. yeah, you could yeah. say if you ever want to reach out even for things like medical history or mm -hmm. family history or anything you need to know, I can keep my, you know, and, and, and then not it's so hard not to be emotional over that, but some people are very guarded at that point. And, and you don't know always exactly, you may know, but you may not know how, how badly you were smeared to your own children. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you your know. whole family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, you know, when I think about in my, my parents' situation, when I think about, I think that if they had, 
if some of them had taken the time to recognize what really happened, that they were two children, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they were 17 when I right. eight, 17 and 18 or 18 and 19, something when I was born. And I have an 18-year-old son in the house right now. I'm here to tell you. He's a great, smart, sweet, empathic kid. But And I think he actually would be a good dad when he gets old enough. But I don't think he's, you know, anybody at 18 is, I mean, and people do well, people raise great kids, but I think in their, but, but remaining angry 46 years later, come on now. You don't have to love him, but you don't have to hate him either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, You can just ignore them. Like they don't exist, but if your child, we're moving on. Okay. (laughs) Tell me if you have anything to say, Lisa, I don't mean it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. So Venus, if you are still around, let us know um, how it's going with your daughter. I'm really interested in knowing. Hey, Susie, Elizabeth. Um, Ellen says, my children's father failed to send them to me after a summer vacation. Oh. After, oh my gosh, Ellen, I'm so sorry. Okay, hold on, let me read this. My children's father failed to send them to me after a summer vacation at, as I had moved out of the country. This turned into seven years of brainwashing them. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Grace, it is true. Grace says parental alienation is so hard to digest on so many levels. It really is. Everything. Mm-hmm. It is everything. It takes yeah. away so much. And especially- it's subtle, right? It's subtle how they get it in there. It's not like, it's, well, sometimes they're very overt, but oftentimes it's repeated, uh, subtle half, uh, half-truths, provable yeah. half-truths. Mm-hmm. You know, your father never reached out to call you. True. Why didn't he reach out to call me? Because she'd hang up the phone if he did. Right. And right. He, he didn't want the rejection. Right. At the same time as, you know, as, as it was, it was fight or roll over. And what's better right. than kid? Sometimes it's better to not fight in, in you know, when you're 20 some years old <laughs> and, and a parent, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awful. It's and awful. You know, uh- it really is. It takes away, I mean, like I said, unless your parents, you know, happen to grow up in the same town in the same community and they're the same people, it's like <laughs> you, you miss an entire half of yourself. Oh, you know, yeah. and in my, mm-hmm. in my case, the side I probably, the side I would have identified with more, I know that now, but I felt like an alien where I did grow up. I felt completely different than everybody. And I was, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, now, this is interesting. Ellen says it's taken me 10 years to repair the damage that my children's father did. And now they are adults. Now that they're adults, they're finally seeing the truth. Thank you. I love that. I love to hear that. That's a beautiful Good. Yeah. Nicole Angelina in the house. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> um, let's see here. And we have Grace. Oops. Grace says, I, I still come to realizations from time to time. Usually it seems unexpected, but enlightening. Yeah. I, I Same. Yeah. Same. Same thing. I mean, yeah. I. Yeah, I am not fully healed from this one yet. I'm still working through it. I don't even know that I fully, I just, like I said, about six months to a year ago, I realized I had the right to be angry. Yes, yes, because the guilt is, it's, I'm telling you, loyalty binds are, they're paralyzing. Harder than trauma bonds, in my opinion, to see and to understand. And when they go hand in hand with trauma bonding, you're, you're, you're just frozen. And you don't, you don't have an opportunity to think it through with any, any form of logic because the guilt and the shame is so huge. For sure. 
just, you know what, Lisa? Yeah, just for being who you are, guilt and shame. Just for being who, uh, for wanting connection with someone, even if it's I just want him to come to my birthday party, right? Or I just want like it's not even a big, it's not even a threat to the other parent, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, right. this this is the thing. I did not. There was no threat. I would have been happy to have both parents, all three parents, four. Right. you know yeah it was um, no there was no competition and and it's tricky because here we talk about you know when we when we parallel parent with toxic people would it be better for our children to be away from that person kind of maybe sometimes but at the same time there's this and so it's a it's a it's a touchy so right and that's why like for example with my ex-husband you just the court yeah you know what I mean the court was like here you go and I have sole custody. Well, he's an adult now. I had sole custody of him, you know, and that was fine, but I was not ever trying to keep him away. Exactly. I never. Right. You, know. you can monitor it. You can certainly, right. you can certainly keep some check on it, but. My plan was until he was physically big enough to beat his butt. <laughs> until my son was bigger. You know, and that was what I was planning to be there until then. Um, uh, it, interestingly enough, both of my sons are taller than both of their fathers. I feel really good about that being five feet tall. Yeah. I talked about <laughs> Anyway, but it, it really does, you know, seeing this, my oldest go through this since and myself, you know, as an adult now looking back and realizing how profoundly affected I have been, mm-hmm. how screwed I got mm-hmm. <laughs> out of not knowing this person who I could sit and have conversations with for hours. And now he's old and he's, we're, we're different, you know, we're the same, but we're, we didn't have a father-daughter relationship. I'm right. Just, it's, it's a friend yeah. or a, yeah. at best. Basically. Yeah basically mm-hmm. friend mm-hmm. yeah and and that's the thing that sucks because and we're both well that's another day but the thing is that if I had grown up with someone who was like me in this way I would have known that I was not broken or stupid or wrong exactly I would have known that there was somebody like me and that it was okay to be that way you know what I mean yes, whatever I that is do. yeah uh-huh yeah anyway um yeah William says I stay away from I I have stayed away abused so much I've gone supernova. I can't stop my passion. I will destroy a, an army. I'm so angry inside. I feel broke like the Siberian tiger. I'm awake and mad. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I get it. I mean, <laughs> my Siberian tiger might be like a really mad cat, <laughs> like a house <laughs> a small cat. Sitting you know? in a corner, but that's it. <laughs> <It's> like, <"Meow." laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. But my point is, I feel you on that anger. I, I have only just recently mm-hmm. found the, the, I didn't even know I was allowed. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> what are saying? exactly. And even now, like you said, even now talking about it, it's a little bit anxiety provoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just now, yeah. Just like I said, I did a one minute TikTok on it <laughs> like, <laughs> a couple of months ago and I have not spoken about it ever before or since. And now I think it's time that we have to talk about it because I know that I'm not the only one. No, who is, no, I didn't it's not even... really common. I think it's super common, especially when you have a narcissist on the other end. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So in some cases, though, it's not it's not the the custodial parents' fault. Like I have several clients. One client that I'm thinking of off the top of my head right now, who her mother did everything she could, but the father just, just took yeah. off mm-hmm. and started another family, then another one, and so on and so forth, um, and you know, she's not mad at her mother because her mother didn't do it. It was the father who did it. You know, he took off. She didn't try to keep him away. He just went, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's important to be careful with blame. 
but if you were told your your parent is terrible your parent is a piece of shit you know he doesn't deserve you he doesn't deserve this that or the other you know he will do bad things blah, 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 blah. you know what's going to happen is that this right here yeah, at, yeah. i think at, at best <laughs> i mean which is sad because <laughs> my point is only this my point is no matter unless the person that you had that child with is a murderer a rapist a child molester something of that nature and even a murderer you could probably go to prison and let him visit which sounds a little excessive but even they should at least have the opportunity to once sit face to face with their parent if that's possible right mm -hmm. um but maybe not a murder okay but but depending on the circumstances right um my point is i'm getting a little weird right now my point is i think it's very important for the child to make their own choices about their parent when at all possible right um i don't think my son has any interest in following up with his father after he spent you know 16 years of his life without him and mm -hmm. then tried to reach out to him and then he was blown off and he's pretty much said to me i don't really care about that and i get it but it's his choice not mine you know right, what i mean right and that's how it should be and if i remember telling my mother when i was about 12 that i wanted to go and see my father who had called and asked to see me again and she begrudgingly allowed it Mm -hmm. then, oh, yes with guilt and shame and so much an application of everything negative about the person and then the silent treatment upon return yeah and before I, you know it was all awkward and we yeah yeah the whole thing mm -hmm. and i even while i was there i felt i never got to call him dad nope my mom would yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's ugly stuff man it's ugly stuff yeah, and I can remember the exact same scenario and then coming home and then he, being told I can never go there again because I was allowed to like watch a movie that she wouldn't allow. That's insane. Okay, because, oh, it, I'm going to try to stay cool. Yeah, it's, and, and, you know, him being told that's the last time because you obviously don't know how to parent and not your kid. <sighs> <laughs> Not right, right? Not okay. right, yeah. It's really ugly. It's really yeah. It wasn't, no, I can just, you know, it's like, it's one of those, see, I'm the one, and I'm the one left with the shame around it that I watched the movie. I think it was Star Wars, of all things. What the what? <laughs> well, it was PG at the time, right? Right, right, right. And Probably. we didn't, you didn't do that in the, in, when we were little. You didn't watch PG, you know, when you, really, we didn't. And it, and it but. I believe it. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. That was, and then I, I remember feel feeling in trouble for watching the movie and that it was my fault now that I couldn't see him anymore because oh my God. I watched a movie. It's but, not right. No, Tell me. no, no. I'm just saying that it's like, it's like, wow, that really sticks as a distinct memory that just kind of came back. <laughs> oh, isn't that crazy? <laughs> and, and now that you're sitting here and you're talking about it, I mean, I don't know. I didn't even, I should have, I should have asked you before we, <laughs> we went live. I guess this if is you unscripted, to, guys. <laughs> completely unscripted. Yeah. I really didn't even think to ask Lise. I would no. just, I said, I want to talk about it because of this. And then, yeah. No, it's good. But, it's good. No, it's, it's not, it's, I think it's interesting that it, it, the, the shame, guilt, obligation falls back on the child every single time. Yes. Yes. And that's exactly what happened. Both of our cases, I think. Mm -hmm. And I I really, really thought 
the whole time until I was 46 years old or 45. And now I just turned 47 a few days ago. Um, I really believe that whole time that, that this was my fault. Yes. That I was wrong for even being, <laughs> this is so stupid. I was wrong for even, well, well, it's not like you consciously walked around and thought that every day. It's just those little thoughts that are in your subconscious that hadn't come to the surface yet with the realization of, wait a minute, what? <laughs> That's not right. Yeah. A lot of things. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, and periodically throughout my life, I've had various like little crises around it mm-hmm. where I felt disconnected, of course, going no contact with my mother after all the, the drama and the stuff she did <laughs> when my kids were little. Um, I absolutely felt disconnected and still do feel disconnected from mm-hmm. every family member. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it is what it is, what it is, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, um, Ellen C says, I watched my mother do this to my brother, keeping them from my father. So I've had this done to me and watched it done to my brother. Oh, Ellen, I'm so sorry. Mm. So awful. Yeah. Um, Adrian says they will stick they will kick the child out on the streets. It's so much more, so much more is a lot. Child is, okay, so I think she's saying, she says facts. They'll kick the child out on the streets, so much more. It's a lot the, to let the child see behind closed doors. Oh, the child sees a lot behind closed doors. Okay. Oh yeah, the child sees it, but they still feel somehow responsible. They feel, when I watch it in a child, what, I'm, what I see, and this is a real story, is the child trying to make sure that the toxic parent is okay and yes. taking responsibility because if they're not okay, then the toxic parent does the toxic things and yes. that child doesn't feel safe, but they're not seeing, oh my gosh, toxic parent is so toxic. They're seeing, oh my gosh, I have to make sure it's okay. And therefore I'll take the blame, the guilt, the shame of liking my other parent Right. and I'll feel bad about it. Yeah. 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 And not only in my case, not only was it that I was, I wanted to see him, but it was also that I looked like him or I laughed like him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Mm -hmm. And how, and how could I even know to do that when I didn't know him? That's why I should have known him. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. Uh huh. Infuriating. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's and, and the behind closed doors is very valid. And that's the other thing. I mean, Lisa, I don't know your whole story. I think I might know part of it, but I'm kind of forgetful at the time. So. Okay, you've got a lot of stories in your head. I understand. A lot of stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, but I know that, you know, seeing behind closed doors, this part, it's, and you don't want to tell each parent. You know, so what's interesting is the parent that I didn't get to know very well, anytime I was around him, and even today as an adult, when I have I shouldn't even say this out loud, but here I'm at when I have visited him at Denny's one time, <laughs> but I, I mean, we met there. <laughs> um, uh, he never said a bad thing about my mother, not once. Exactly. Not once. It, yep. And, mm-hmm. and she had a lot to say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Here we go. Oh, yay, Mima Dragon. Welcome, welcome. Um, welcome back. Okay. Yeah, Stacy relates to parental alienation, she says. Um, Venus says, when I had my daughter and son a year later, they were both removed out of custody, out of my custody by the state because I was not married and I'm disabled. This would be, Venus, are you outside of the United States? I got the impression, oh, maybe because 
I don't know. I know I've seen people in certain countries, and I'm not going to mention any country names or anything like that, so don't ask. But <laughs> certain countries, um, people, one parent is from the country, and they will take their children and run to that country and leave the other parent here with no children and no rights, um, unless the parent comes to that country, and then they can get stuck there. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if this is what this is, or if this is something inside the United States, or but I feel you, and I'm sorry. Anything for uh, Venus on that, please? Um, the, well, I had, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. It, it's, it's again, one of those situations where I wish there was something we could do, but. Right. I mean, yeah. there's, you just have to work on healing your own heart. And, on your own heart. Yeah. And, and, mm -hmm. and hope. Hope. Yes, that your children are safe. I mean, the one thing that we can say is that even, I mean, certainly narcissists are known to abuse some, you know, their children, but, um, but we can say that they usually try to keep them safe from other people, I guess. <laughs> it depends on the parent, of course. Mm -hmm. What about the neglectful ones? Well, they anyway? also often marry good people. That's and valid. Them as that, and so we can hope. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good point. And I want to say that really quickly. As much as we don't want to think about the other spike, can you still hear me? Yeah. As, Okay, as much as we don't think about the, the new supply as, as people who may, have, may or may not have been married to narcissists in the past ourselves, um, we could take, and now that, you know, now that we're all out and moving forward, or some of us are out, whatever, me being out for as long as I've been out, I can now take it a different perspective. And that is exactly what you just said, Lisa, that it's usually, usually two narcissists don't work together. So they're gonna find another sweet, kind, compassionate person most of the hopefully, time, hopefully, and that yeah. person may protect your child as well, which is why I suggest not being mean to the new supply if you can avoid it. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a friend who has an ex-psychopath, and she says regularly, I just can't wait for the day that he finds someone better than me so that my child will have someone looking out for them when they're over there. And that's... I think the best we can hope for. I don't think he'll find anyone worse. I think he'll go for someone better to make me feel bad. That's better. Better well, is you better know what I mean. Him. Like somebody yeah. that is actually like, yeah. In her words, I yeah. gotcha. But it's not even really. You know what it's about? It's about different, but also similar. Because oh, what, yeah. I, what I noticed oh, yeah. is the, th the two of the, of the th I don't know the fourth one who came after me <laughs> with my first husband, but two of the three of them um, that came after me, I've met talk to and one of them I don't still talk to but that's probably for her own relief because mm -hmm. she divorced him the, th the other one Megan um, I talked to her all the time and we are, we're great friends and we became friends after they divorced because you know yeah uh, <laughs> but it's interesting because I was able to, to get like a little bit of a fly on the wall understanding of how he talked about my son when I wasn't there and, mm. and it was funny because he pretended like he had something to do with him and he never did <laughs> so, exactly they, oh my gosh they all do that the uh. sob story yeah uh-huh uh-huh I know okay <laughs> how are we doing on time do you have an appointment right now no in a half hour okay me too okay well let's let's answer or do a few more comments and then we'll yeah okay um let's see here Oh yeah, as, as Peggy adds, the child is rebuked for not being loyal. I was, you not, were. Yes, and, yep. and, and by not being loyal, that can mean liking the other person. Right. 
Right. Not even asking to see them, just simply liking them, just not yep. talking negative about them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, exactly. All right. Um, okay. Nima Dragon says, I had parental alienation, but then my mom didn't want me either. Never saw or met my father. Mm. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. That's the other thing. Okay. That's a really good point. Okay. The parent who kept us or the person who kept us in most, in my case, I was a burden. I should have been killed at yes. birth or before I was born. That's what I was told. <laughs> but what about you? Yeah. A burden, uh, um, uh, a ward, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's interesting. Oh, yeah. It doesn't make sense. It do, I mean, it makes sense because we know what we're talking about, but it's, but it's also, yeah, it's also, like, yeah. You know, when I looked at my oldest son's face and I could see his father's eyes, for example, or I could see his mouth or the way he held his, you know, something is very, my oldest has an incredibly deep voice and so did my ex-husband. Really super, super deep. And uh, like unnaturally almost. <laughs> if, he could, if he could sing <laughs> a note, he could be that. a yeah. great bass singer. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and so like those little things, if that was my mother's child and that was her ex-husband, those would be triggers. Oh yeah. For me, I try to remember, and, and it sounds confusing. To be fair, I've been out of that relationship since 1998, legally divorced since 1998. Nope, 99, divorced. Point being, I've had many years to get over this, so please don't think that you need to be like this if you're just, right. just yeah. getting out right now, okay? Um, but I now try to, especially with my son as he gets older, if I see something in him that reminds me of the ex that I liked about the ex, I would say to him, you know, you have beautiful eyes. I, I really, you know, they look just like your father's eyes. I liked your, I love your eyes, whatever. You have a beautiful smile. You have a great voice, whatever. Because those were things I liked about that man, mm-hmm. you know, even though with my mother, I'm sure she probably liked some of the things about, what's his name? <laughs> that, that, that came through in me and she didn't like that. So and I think it's really important to not be to not point out things about your child that are like their father or mother that you don't like, (laughs) okay? Mm -hmm. And if you don't like them, don't point them out because your child, like don't connect it to the parent, connect it to a behavior or something, but not- Right, 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 Right. yep. Yeah, parent the behavior, not where it came from. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. yeah, and this is off topic here, though. I mean, not off topic, on topic, different part. I can remember being having the parents as threats. So if you don't, blah, 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 then I'm going to have to just send you back to, oh my. to the person that <sighs> I'm telling you is so awful and you shouldn't be around. Right. And that's really, that's like major gaslighting in a way, right? Oh, yeah. You're being told they're they're scary and terrible and awful, but also if you love them, you're bad. And your your brain was probably like, "What? (laughs) Right? Not if you're not this, then that. You know, then I'm going to send you. If you don't, I mean, it wasn't even. I don't think I was that bad. I mean, like I was pretty compliant. So yeah, as I was, as was of course, codependence. Of course, we were like, "Please love us. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong." (laughs) I mean. I'm sorry. I'm so bad. Please love me. I mean, right. Okay. Ellen says, I never made my children choose between me and their father. I never bad mouth, never degrade. And now they are adults. They're seeing the truth. It's hard, but remain true. And they will see. And I believe that 
with all of my heart. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that, but then we have to expect some children. Okay, so one of my clients right now is five adult children and they are alienated, but it's because of her second husband, not the father of the children. Um, and, and so she's doing her best to kind of reconnect with them now, but some of them are pretty pretty angry and so she's not sure how well it's going to work with all of them but mm. but we're going to get there and it's going to you know she's going to do her best to, to reconnect it's, my point is sometimes the children have been so deeply conditioned that they couldn't hold on to whatever it was that I held on to and you held on to right right, mm-hmm. right. and and I was conditioned that deeply but I'm also I have a rebel heart what can I tell you <laughs> I think that's it. I think it's the <laughs> You know, uh-huh. there's something deeper than that. It's like the a INFJ, the NFJ in us that doesn't mm-hmm. that, that sees the big picture, and we're like, you can't, you, yeah, can't lie to me too much. Right. <laughs> you can see through it. Yeah. Through well, it. and it, you know, the, just slightly off topic, but still on topic. Sometimes when we have people like um, who were teen parents or who were um, some big trauma happened to them and in their life. Uh, during those, especially during the teen years mm-hmm. or before, they stopped growing emotionally at that moment. So when my mother had me at, as, a, as an 18 or 17 year old, however old she was, she, I think she stayed at that age emotionally forever. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it with other people too. And the point of that is who, who, would, who would do that? Who would take a baby and, and a child and, and turn it against its other parent? A teenager or a child. <laughs> I mean, and couple that with some narcissism and you've got like the perfect combo for that. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect storm. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Darlene says, I experienced it before I left the marriage. My then husband was under investigation, so couldn't be at home. Whenever my 15 year old daughter argued with me, she would call him. He would tell me, he would tell me he would something relationship. Now I think we're missing one of her comments, but yeah, so so she was being alienated from her child by an inside job, and that's oh a, yeah, mm-hmm. I know how that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost worse. And so this you is don't the like thing it over there. Why don't you call me and tell me what's happening? I'll work it through. I'll work through your problems over there here. Right. I'm the place work. to come to. Come here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say this. I would say, as long as you know that your children would be physically safe if not emotionally safe, if, if they really want to go live across town or in the, in the next state with, you know, their toxic parent as teenagers, because that's the only time they'd probably think about doing it. <laughs> <laughs> they will think um, once they get there, but yeah. often, yeah. You know, uh-huh. yeah, I would suggest you send them for like a, a month in the summer and let them see how well they really like it. <laughs> you can't, you can't, it might you know, you, it's hard for a narcissist to hold it together when you're living in the same house. Oh, yeah. So they will be, they will be able to see, okay, maybe I want to go back to mom's house or dad's house or whatever, you know. Um, yeah. And I think that some courts are a little bit more open with um, allowing 15-year-olds to choose. You know, mm-hmm. I think 15 is the... Most isn't it? Yeah, a lot of states. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um Venus says, I never wanted my children to feel this pain, but I'm watching to learn about what they went through. You know, Venus, I think that's, I know it's painful for you to hear it, um, but I think that's really smart because I think that if what I've always understood about myself and other people around me who are 
not toxic people, is if you can try, even toxic people, helping, if I can understand their situation and why they are the way they are, it takes the sting out a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes like it did without a lot of blaming. Right. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to my own children or people I care about in other ways, you know, friends, family members, whatever, my husband, if I can understand their reason for the way they felt and why they felt that way, then I can understand how to help them feel better mm-hmm. or whether they need me to feel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What? So I always think that helps. So that's really yeah, it's, and I like that she's. I like that she said that um, because I'm hearing trying to understand the child's what the child is going through yes. when when we know how painful that is for her. Yes, exactly. It's not about what I go through, what I go through, what I go through. It's what oh they're going through their own version of this, and what is that it's like? A selfless that? act. Yeah, it's a selfless act, and it's a, it's good for you because it it gives the bigger picture, which then if you do reconnect soon, it, you can come at it from empathy and understanding. Yes, absolutely. And this is something my um, client I was telling you about, she wrote this beautiful letter to her children explaining everything. And, and I, I don't think she sent it yet, but we're, we're working on being ready to send it. Um, and it's, she took full responsibility for whatever she did relating to it, which she didn't do anything directly but she allowed herself to be manipulated and she you know told the whole story factual not emotional she said I understand if you don't ever want to talk to me again but I'm here I love you I just I wanted you to know what happened you know and I, I she did a really good job and my point is when you have a situation like this where you you mess up or you or you don't mess up you just it happens to you right. whether it happens to you as a child or a parent it's done to you it, right yeah mm-hmm. right but, but being able to take, you know, I, I'm not angry at my father anymore. I, I understand. And I also understand because I'm so much like him that if it were anything but my children, I might have let it happen. But I also know that the courts in the 70s, <laughs> you know, were very pro-mother, which I understand that the whole, whole thing. Um, but I am angry. and I, I will get over it. But right now I'm angry because I'm still, I just only learned I could oh, be. I yeah. I <laughs> Woke up and you said, know. yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. I think we better get ready to wrap up here. Um, oh, wait, one more. Peggy says, if they are disparaged, the child being part of that disparaged parent feels unworthy. Yes. 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 That's exactly what I was. Okay. One more from Ellen. I'm light. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ellen says, now there's so much information out about this. Um, when I first left my ex 15, 15 years ago, no one to guide me. I followed my gut to remind, to, to remain kind. And now I tell every parent divorcing about this education key. Yeah, I didn't fully understand that I was the victim of parental alienation, but I did understand how it felt to be the kid that didn't have the other parent. And, and, and I did understand how it felt to hear the bad things about the parent. Mm-hmm. So I always told people those things. Don't do this. Don't do this. But literally, like I knew, but I didn't really get it. I know that right. sounds stupid. But no, doing it's what I do. All. It's, it's exactly how, oh, it's no stupider than people um, who come talk to me for a narcissistic partner only to then realize, wait a minute, I grew up in it. How did I not realize that I'm, I'm almost 50, you know, and that's not stupid. It's, it's, this is covert manipulation. Yes. And it's, why would you expect it coming from the people who 
raised you. Right. You you exactly. are thinking the best of people and the worst of yourself, and that's because <laughs> we're trained to. Yeah. Exactly. By the very people who probably I alienated our other parents. Hiding, yeah, they're so. hiding their manipulation. Right. So yeah. I don't think it's stupid. I think it's it's good that it's um, for some reason you it was your time to wake up to this. And yes. for some reason That's a very good point. Yeah. So we are, we are, I want to talk about this more in the future. Um, I, I am, I'm, we have an adult children of narcissist group already. Um, maybe we need to, I don't know. I'm going to come back with more information about this. Um, rental alienation there's a lot of people in group coaching who talk about this with me. Um, different, yeah, speak different on it. aspects of it, different parts of it. Not so much like let's talk about alienation, but it is, it can be part of it. Um, Definitely just all the different, the, the loyalty binding, the different ways they manipulate you to as a child and then how it this, plays out in your relationships in life later on. So right there's on. a lot of it. So please t- remind everybody, how do they get in touch with you for group and where do they go to look at stuff and what's um, the deal with all I'm not sure where you post it here, but they can go to queenbeing.com slash group coaching or groups mm-hmm. and either one works. Um, you can email me coach lease c l i s e c at gmail.com or um it's usually posted down below in the main descriptions right yes. um mm-hmm. or over on my channel it's all over the place there you can find it mm-hmm. um, and i think yeah that's right and um our our awesome mod squad simmering will be posting links to lisa's channel and our sites and everything else I do believe group coaching, if it's not, I'll put it up on my front page as well on this channel. Okay. Um, but if it's not, I'll do that yeah. today. Um, so they can look through that that as well. What else? Oh, you have three meeting times a week. And you three have... meetings. Yeah, we meet right now Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4.30 and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific. Okay. And, the, and that's obviously 4.30 p.m. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say not a.m. 4.30 p.m. Okay. 11, 30, yeah. 11 o'clock a.m. on Friday. Yeah. Right on. And they can attend one or, or all if they, they want? They can attend as many as they like. You People usually choose one or a couple to talk and let other, so that everyone has a chance to rotate in it. Um, sure. It works out then, on its own. <laughs> it's sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard so many good things. And then one more thing. if, if uh, It's $60 a month? Yes. For, yeah. So for, so for $60 a month, you get three weekly op- opportunities Offer. to attend, uh-huh. right? You get the ongoing group chat. Mm-hmm. That's on Facebook right now. So on Facebook right now, we, we can move that, Zoom, um, but the chat, the chat is on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. So the, so face-to-face, if they want to, mm-hmm. you're on zoom and they can be on a face or just voice. If they yes. want. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, guys. Um, so if you guys are interested in that, Talk to Lise or go to group, uh, go to queenbeing.com slash groups um, and, and we'll, we'll uh, hook you up. Spoon I may be showing up. <laughs> if you do, if you do a focus on, on parental alienation, I may show up just to talk with everybody. <laughs> you know? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I would pay them. I would come in as not a coach, but as like a, okay. Like, okay, right. what's happening here? <laughs> Let me know. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, I know okay. it's a, it's an interesting one because it, I think it's like, it's this, it, it, it's so believable while it's happening. 
Yes. Yeah. Like it took literally 46 years. No, I get it. I didn't like when you started talking about it, when you asked me, have you ever had that? I'm like, well, no, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Like, and yes, I know I'm not laughing because it's not funny, but it's no, I know. I, I laugh when I get uncomfortable. <laughs> so me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I gotta lighten um, it up a little because honestly, I'm not living it now. Okay. Same. Yeah, I'm not same. living it now, and I have to lighten up, or else I'll get heavy and dark. And yeah, nobody likes that. I don't want to get oh, moody or dark. Let's like keep it on the smiley side. Yeah. Little, little <laughs> no, bit. but no, really. I we all have cried about it. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I I have cried. I'm sure you have as well. Um, I just don't like to cry on camera because it's ugly when I cry. No, I'm like, oh, cry. Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right, Lise. Has the group coaching. We all both have one-on-one coaching. Simmering should be somewhere in the comments right now, sharing all of the information for getting in touch with us. We will see you right here again next week. Lisa, when's your next stream on your channel? Tomorrow we'll be streaming tomorrow, all week, hopefully every day. So Ooh, okay now. Yeah. I'm gonna do that too. So so on one of these days. All right. Um, all right, guys, we'll see you um, soon. I have videos should be up for you each day this week after today. And I'll do it oh one, <laughs> one one last thing can we talk about loyalty fines next time yes okay. i just yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where it's not really spoken about in our uh community it's spoken about usually with step parenting and that's okay. where i put the two together when i was researching something for step parenting because I was like, what's going on? Wait a minute. Wait, that's what happened to me. Wait, that's the same thing. And I realized that that it's, it's words used. Yes. But I need the notes because there's specific phrases that are used. Okay. And when I read them, you're going to be like, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'll do some research this week as well. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be good. All right, guys, we'll see you next week for Bye. loyalty Bye. Jack, please remind us. <laughs> okay. See you everybody. Thanks, Lisa. For-